Hey guys, so this is a special episode of the Oz Tank. Since we didn't have enough ideas to run a separate episode, what I did was I made an open call to any of the alumni who wanted to come on the show and share their stories. So that's what it is today. It's a bit chatty. It's over an hour long. Um, you know, maybe you have to listen to it at increased speed or, or skip a, skip ahead if it gets too boring, but I didn't want to cut it out and cut any, any good pieces out. So it is what it is. Go uh, listen to it. Uh, if you like it, um, join us on the Oz Tank next month when we have a full show. All right. Hope you enjoy it. If you enjoy my content and would like to support it, you can do so at patreon.com slash ozeve. Thank you so much and enjoy the show. Uh, thanks for joining us again. Uh, good to see you. And uh, maybe you can start by by giving us a quick reminder as to what your idea was, because I think wasn't it episode one, maybe even episode one? Yeah, that was uh, almost six months ago, I think, uh, when we started. Yep. So, um, so very cool. So give us a, an introduction and uh, then uh, an update to where your project is. Sounds great. Yeah. So this idea was called uh, Recycling for Fun and Profit. And basically, the idea is to uh, go out into space and uh, locate uh, abandoned uh, pause infrastructure, uh, primarily in wormhole space, but also in NullSec and, and all corners of the Eve universe, and to uh, clean up those old pause towers, harvest the uh, anchored modules, and sell those uh, for profit. Uh, the goal of this is to uh, clean up space, uh, deal with all of the junk that's out there, and uh, sort of freshen Eve up in a sustainable and uh, social capitalism sort of way. So uh, I've prepared a, a couple of things that we've learned uh, over the last six months in, in implementing this uh, project and, and what returns you folks have seen on your investments. So in our original projections, we had estimated uh, about three and a half billion uh, ISK uh, revenue generated in the first six months. And I'm happy to report that we've been able to significantly exceed that, uh, becoming more efficient over time for a variety of reasons. And uh, so far in uh, year-to-date returns, we've been able to uh, return back uh, just around eight billion ISK to the uh, to the investors in this venture. So and let me stop you right there. The, uh, let revenue. me stop you right there yeah. because we, I mean, we. If I say that we went into this expecting more projects to have an ROI, right? <laughs> I wouldn't be lying because like in the beginning we said, yeah, of course, you know, some of these, some of these are not going to be pro profit because we're going to do music contests and we're going to do, you know, we're going to fund huge fights and all of that happened. But in the end, I think there was only two out of the 15 to 20 projects that uh, ended up um, actually actually uh, with, an, with an ROI. And I think your project is the most profitable of them all. And every once in a while, you know, when you just post your, um, uh, your, your updates in the channel and I look at our, uh, our, our wallet uptick in the Ozbank, uh, Oztank character, I, um, uh, I, I, am, I'm, I, I, keep, I keep being amazed because uh, really you're, you're very close to what we wanted it or we wanted at least 50% of the ideas to be like. And um, so you're, uh, you're, you're definitely one of the most memorable, uh, memorable and successful uh, investments we've ever done. But continue with your show. 
Awesome. Black, yeah, our uh, sort of e emotional rule of thumb was that if we were returning uh, back to you at a rate uh, equal to the Delta fund, then we would consider it uh, a green light. Uh, and uh, we're happy that we we seem to be exceeding that so far. So uh, we hope to, to see where we can take it from here. So uh, this is the, uh, the the return rate is, is significantly higher than what we had estimated when we made our funding pitch. So we're, we're happy to have shown the viability for the, the six months here to date. Uh, so we wanted to kind of go into why that was, uh, because there was some uh, some dynamic discussion and some skepticism when we made our original pitch, particularly around the idea of whether or not harvesting pause modules was uh, sustainable, with the view generally held that pause tech is old and crusty and headed out of the game and has basically been replaced by upwell structures. So uh, that was one of the headwinds that we had in improving our business model. And uh, we wanted to pull this data off Z-Kill. It's the, the total number of uh, pause control sticks uh, killed uh, by year as a proxy indicator to uh, understand how much of that hardware is actually out there. And obviously, when upwell structures came into the game, there was a huge downturn in the number of pauses uh, killed and, and presumably installed. And that did continue year on year until about the last 18 months, where we've started to see an, an uptick in the amount of uh, use of, of pause sticks out there. So we wanted to uh, try to help contextualize that to understand how this ecosystem was working and, and why there is money to be made going out there to, to recycle this tech. So uh, let's drill into that somewhat. So one of the reasons pause towers haven't gone away uh, is uh, illustrated by the this and, and the next screenshot. Uh, pause towers still have a lot of utility in uh, in combat mechanics. Uh, you can commonly be seen, such as in this slide, where we see a corporation that has indeed installed an upwell structure and is using that as presumably their main base, but also maintains a pause structure as a fallback location, uh, both for you know defense of their their installed infrastructure in the event of an eviction, or if they need to uh, you know make a make an evac from a from a PVP engagement. Obviously, with tethering mechanics, being able to go behind a pause shield is extremely valuable in certain types of combat. So this is just one of the uses that pause sticks continue to have in uh, in Eve today, and, and is one of the the reasons why they keep being installed and used and and part of the ecosystem. Uh, so here's a, here's another example uh, of that mechanic of, uh, where players will install pause sticks as, as fallback locations and systems that otherwise contain upwell structures as well. So these two uh, technologies have kind of a viable um, symbiosis uh, going forward in the game. And that's why we think this business model is uh, is viable and will be able to be sustainable. So that's kind of kind of the framing. Uh, we'd like to give you a quick sort of snapshot of some interesting stats of, of how things have progressed so far. Uh, we've recycled uh, 22 abandoned uh, control towers. Of such, uh, as, uh, as I pointed out in the revenue slide, we've uh, been able to obtain just over 8 billion ISK in modules. Uh, we did a computation on the Z-Kill values of the control sticks themselves. So we're happy to report that uh, OzTank is, is winning the ISK war. <laughs> we have crossed the, the event horizon of the original uh, investment that, that you folks gave us and are, are, in, are in the green from that uh, that metrics. Uh, so we've, uh, we're at just over uh, 14 billion ISK in uh, total uh, uh, resources moved. That's uh, that's so that's impressive. There. So I don't I don't think um, so. My my fellow my fellow investors aren't here today, and uh, um, so so I don't want to make any decisions on on their end. But uh, I'm I'm pretty sure that we don't want any more money back. 
So I'm pretty sure that from now on, uh, you guys just do whatever it is that you do, because our our idea definitely wasn't to make money of the Austin. We just thought that some projects that have an ROI could actually extend the time that we could run the Austin. But um, I, I think uh, in you know, see, Croda is already posting in chat. If if Croda and I were already, then two out of four investors uh, agree that uh, you know you guys have done more than anyone else. So now you you guys just deserve to keep the profits. Well, you are beating me to my last slide because we're <laughs> going to make it pitch to do a 50-50 split Sorry. of the profits moving forward. And so you're <laughs> you're giving me a bid over what I was going to ask for, but uh, I take note. <laughs> Nice. So nice. Uh, that, that, that's where we're, we're, we're flowing with that so far. Uh, some of the, the lessons learned that we've had on this are uh, illustrated here. O on the left, I've got a, a little screenshot from what it would be like if a portion of our monthly inventory were to be liquidated through HiSec buyback. Uh, and as you can see uh, in their system, they're putting very steep, in some cases, 90% discounts on the sell sale prices of the modules. And if you do the tooltip mouse overs on these, the, the reason that uh, HiSec buyback is quoting for that uh, GITA discount is um, the ISK to volume ratio. Some of these modules, particularly the EWAR modules, are very substantial. And so it really uh, eats into the logistics of being able to bring them to market and uh, convert them into revenue and, and things like this. They're, they're quite simply difficult to deal with. Uh, so I want to say very, very clearly up front that the, the correct answer to this problem is Red Frog. Uh, waiting for suitable wormhole connections, and then dumping these massive modules to a, a high-sec uh, NPC station, and then contracting Red Frog to take them into Jita is absolutely the uh, the hands-down uh, mathematical uh, best-case solution to this problem. Uh, that being said, we decided not to do that one time <laughs> because we decided for, for purposes of, of fun and profit that we would uh, load about a month and a half's worth of inventory into a Charon mm. and eat it through on the way to Jita. Uh, this was fun. <laughs> we put a support fleet, scouts, all that good stuff, and it worked. We did not, in fact, lose the freighter. Uh, there was adrenaline all around, and uh, we got all the stuff to market. This was stupid. We did it for fun. We only did it once. We will be continuing to use Red Frog moving forward, as should other people who want to convert POS modules into money. Uh, but that's one of the aspects of the, the ecosystem of, of recycling these modules and turning them back into cash. So that being said, we were also very surprised as part of the, the ROI of this project, we found a bug uh, in EVE Online. And for those of us who are coders, it particularly amused us to get the, you should not be seeing this message error. So <laughs> what appeared to be happening and what we were able to reproduce in the 22 encounters that we had is that for reasons unknown to us, probably due to you know, downtime restarts, database pointers getting crosswired, whatever, uh, modules that were obviously player anchored originally were being reattributed inappropriately to SCC. So there's a certain number of these out there that we were unable to recycle and remove. Or we, well, you know, we chose not to. Obviously, Concord was not going to come around and blast us in wormhole space. But these were modules that had been misattributed to SCC and therefore ostensibly um, unanchorable uh, unless we wanted to cross that allegedly red line. So uh, you should not be seeing this message. And yet there's the screenshot. Uh, it also happened again. Uh, we had this same uh, misattribution of a Minbatar control tower to SCC in this wormhole action. And, and you can see I've, I've zoomed in on the error a little bit there on the right hand side where uh, we were getting the prompts that this was a, a deadly dangerous act. So 
there you go. A, a priceless Eve bug tossed in for the ROI on this project. So that being said, one of the things that has been problematic for us in the, the last two quarters is how to appropriately report back to you folks on the, the monetization chain, um, basically waiting for suitable uh, wormhole connections to spawn to allow for moving uh, significant amounts of bulky uh, high value modules into a suitable uh, case space takes time. You know, that, that's obviously not something we can control. Uh, it could be up to a month before getting such a connection. Uh, Red Frog usually delivers within about seven days, usually shorter. And then in terms of time on market, going through uh, waiting for the, the higher priced uh, faction modules to sell can sometimes take uh, one to three weeks. So there's, there's a long chain there between when we actually collect something and when we're able to translate it into ISK. So in the, the project updates last month, obviously saw instead of us just uh, quoting an ISK number and uh, remitting it back to you folks, uh, we instead reported on what we've harvested. Um, over time, uh, we would presumably shift that to just a cash on hand basis and, and you know report what we harvest in a given month and then report ISK quarterly. And uh, over time that would iron itself out, but it can take a long time to turn a recycled POS module into cash. So that's something that we're also trying to, to shorten for operational. So that takes us down to, to this summary of, of what I prepared. Uh, one of the, the positive things that's happened is that by being more selective in the targets that we choose to engage and going for only the high value value uh, abandoned pause sticks that have uh, faction modules, for example, we can tremendously increase the ISK per hour generated in this. And that's one of the reasons why we've uh, been able to uh, report uh, increased profits month over month since we started this. Contrary-wise, on the other side, we kind of don't overly love some of the consequences of that because feeling like we need to be doing this as a profit-oriented enterprises for you folks means that we're passing up well over 80% of the pause targets that we could be recycling because they don't have hundreds of millions of discourse of modules dangling there, or it's a stick that's just completely abandoned as any modules, which we would like to eliminate, but there's no ROI to doing so. Um, so that's been kind of an obstacle. So what, as I said, we were going to pitch <laughs> was instead of giving you folks all of the revenue from the sold modules, we wanted to do a 50-50 split. But it sounds like you're already overshooting us <laughs> and coming back to a, a, I mean, when we hit 10 billion, when we give you guys 100% ROI, then we just keep it all? I'm not sure. What are we doing? Yes. <laughs> yeah, we definitely don't want to make money off of this. So. Uh, if if we if we get the investment uh, back uh, and we've created some uh, some fun and then some profit for you guys, then I'm going to speak for our investors and say uh, you've already exceeded I think everyone's expectations. And uh, so now just have fun and profit for yourself for sure. This sounds amazing. Talk to me and do it. I, I accept your grievous terms. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I, I have some uh, I have some questions. Are, are you done with the presentation or? That's the last slide. Yeah. Um, actually, there were there were some questions in uh, in in chat. So if you put a question in chat uh, and I and I and I missed it, uh, just uh, just put it in again. But for me, um, how many how many people are are you you know averaging, or is this a very tight knit group? It's always the same. Uh, how how can we envision that? We do keep it tight knit. This is also one of some of the learnings that we've had, and we've been trying to decide whether or not to like blog posts or maybe some YouTube content or something on, on some of the things that we learned. Because uh, you know the amount of resources that we have to deploy on our sides from the from the corp to, to lock down the wormholes, to run iterons for freight, to you know have scouts on the appropriate lookouts, you know, it, it scales 
quite rapidly, uh, you know, and, and we feel pretty comfortable with the methodologies we've delivered, developed to, to reduce that. Uh, but we do have to deploy support fleets with this. Uh, so in general, uh, it we tend, you know, our, our original pitch was to deploy Lashaks, which we which we are doing. It's usually five to six Lashaks uh, for a large tower, particularly a faction tower. That's about a two-hour removal time, and then okay. you know, with the support fleet around. So you know, you're looking at you know, ten to twelve. And I know if I remember correctly, we we discussed in your initial pitch. You know, how long do you think you can keep this up? Because aren't you know. Isn't there a point where you've cleaned everything up? What's what's your what's your feeling now that you've been doing this as a as a fun business for six months? So our we think the evidence is pretty good with what we're seeing and sort of anecdata perspective and, and what we've reported and, and what we've able, been able to show so far that we are recycling uh, resources at approximately the same rate that they, that they're being put down. Uh, we think it's it's pretty likely that there are somewhere between 200 and 300 pause sticks being installed in wormhole space on a monthly basis, uh, because it's basically uh, at the same level of the destruction. So, you know, with uh, with what we've been showing, you know, we are recycling maybe one or two percent of that total traffic. So to us, that appears to be a pretty sustainable rate, given the other overall economic context that we're seeing. That's a lot. And, like that's that's much more than I would have expected. Yeah, absolutely. And obviously, we had a, a bit of a discussion around that in in episode one, and uh, that's one of the reasons why we've uh, been trying to collect what data points that uh, could be reliable to try to get proxy indicators for what this market actually looks like. And I, I think the the reality is that upwell structures are tremendously useful. They, they've got a lot of advantages that the pause tech doesn't, but it's very clear that for the last several years, there's been a homeostasis achieved in the ratio between pause kills and upwell structures uh, uh, installed and destroyed. And uh, it looks like these are technologies that are going to be used in, in parallel moving forward, probably for good. I'm going to try to answer some questions in uh, in chat, but you can probably help me. Um, Zeriley asked, where can we read more about the specific project? Is it listed in any of the uh, idea archives yet? So one, uh, you can hear the initial pitch. Uh, it's out there on YouTube, OzTank episode one. Uh, if you just look for that, you'll find it. And then there's a project update channel on our Discord, which I'm linking here, um, where uh, Tony posts uh, updates every once in a while. Uh, other than that, um, I think Tony, as you just said, you've, you're you're trying to keep it more low profile because you know obviously this this is there's there could be a target on your back. Yeah, I mean Eve being Eve, we just sort of started this with the assumption that there would be folks out there that would love to be able to put the trophy on their wall of having hunted and killed the Oz Tankless axe. <laughs> yeah, so we've been trying to be fairly uh, uh, robust in a, in our operational security. But as well, part of the whole point of this was to try to demonstrate to the EVE community that there is a sustainable business model behind this. You know, we, we'd like to hope that some of the larger wormhole corporations and, and other interested players would replicate what we're doing. We don't want to be the only ones doing this. We want to be the proof of concept that shows that it is actually uh, sustainable, profit-oriented for players to clean up something that's a huge eyesore in EVE with all of the abandoned pause sticks instead of waiting around and sort of pleading with CCP to go through it and delete them all or something. We can actually clean that up ourselves and, and make money doing so. So uh, we'd love to have other groups do the same thing that we're doing at this stage. And Luca and Chad is asking, what do these towers actually do? Any new ones putting up? So any new ones putting up, you just uh, answered. That is uh, yes. 
Um, what do these uh, towers do? You can probably answer this better than 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 I can. Uh, so the one of the clearest use cases for these towers is that, for example, if you're if you're engaged in a, in a PvP altercation, you get a cooldown timer for the amount of time that you can tether to an upwell structure or dock. So if you engage in combat in wormhole space and you have that timer going on and you want to have a safe place to go and, and regroup and repair and, and whatever, or disengage from combat, you can't just fly back to your upwell st structure and dock immediately. That's prevented by the timer. However, if you have a pause stick online in the system, you can go behind your pause shield and either wait for the timer to reset or regroup or do whatever you need to do to get yourself back on your feet to, to re-engage in that combat. So it can provide a, a vital fallback position during PvP that can make the difference between maintaining and, and losing whole, whole control in your wormhole system. So for, for PvP purposes, there's, there's a very clear uh, justification. Uh, another justification, for example, is that you can put extra large uh, ship uh, hangar arrays on pause sticks, which allows the anchor, the, the docking of uh, vessels that would not otherwise fit in, for example, an astrohus. So uh, in terms of a, 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 a amount of money you spend to have a foothold in a wormhole, you can put in an astrohus in a large pause tower and have much larger ships to field without having to make the jump of you know 20-ish billion to put in a Fortizar. So it's cost effective from that perspective as well. Um, likewise, we've been keeping a, a whole slew of screenshots of interesting things that we're seeing in wormholes, including like ancient silos and reactor arrays and stuff that has been obsolete for ages, but is nevertheless still installed and being used and running and, and all of that stuff. It's like archaeology in some cases stuff that's been there for years and is still being used so there's a variety of use cases but those those two uh pvp and uh large ship storage are clear uh some uh, oh no dude is asking do you fit the shacks for pvp or do they need to be fit for the job only i am not going to disclose our shit on this channel <laughs> <laughs> that, I will say that that has been an extensively debated point in our corp about how to find the, the precise balance. I will yeah. say that, that in general, the smart thing to do is to go into the system and establish whole control first. Make sure that the holes are ruled out, that you've got your 15-hour mm -hmm. timer on your six coming into the system. You want to minimize the probability of having an unplanned PvP encounter as much as you possibly can within wormhole space to begin with. Um, that being said, once you've gone to all of that effort, you know, do you care if the fit removes the tower in two hours versus two hours and 15 minutes? Probably not. Uh, so mm -hmm. uh, those are some of the factors that, that we've balanced in deciding how to how to do these fits. But also as well as I said in our case, we do deploy these with support fleets as well. And uh, it, it's just two hours, and uh, uh, like, is that an accurate description? I, I would have thought that passes have less uh, less HP, but it's it's not. It takes that long. That's for a large tower. Hmm. A small tower is about twenty minutes. Uh, a medium tower is about an hour, and a large tower is about two. If you're doing okay. half a dozen lashaks, obviously wow. you can you know reduce that at scale, but that's generally what it, what it goes for. Yeah. And are you still using your original lashaks? Yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, yes, they're, yes. they're quite durable. <laughs> indeed, indeed. You know, we have had some ship losses. Uh, we decided not to prepare those slides for this presentation. We can certainly go into that. Uh, some of the ship losses that we've had, for example, is uh, we talked in the, the last update about the, the times that we were encountering 
free modules where it's just anchored modules with no pause whatsoever that we were, that were incapacitated or, or for whatever reason we're just floating out there uh and so we've done a couple of rounds of sending in like uh arms or um or neuroses and stuff to, to wrap up these modules and and uh, remove them and uh we did lose some logistic ships uh and mm -hmm. we have lost a couple of dm asking found any abandoned gun stars or death stars or whatever they are called yeah absolutely uh and uh faction death stars uh have a really good return rate uh this is one of the areas that uh we'd be happy to provide some more detail on if if there's interest in that um the e-war modules have a higher uh per item sell rate but uh faction laser in uh bits uh have a better uh isk return per cubic meter okay in terms of like uh so i'm guessing you have uh you have like uh looting ships on hand you already said that right you have uh uh, when when you're anchoring like there's there's the modules are, are large enough for you to have to have some sort of solution to to um to remove them right to to get Absolutely. them out, out of there yeah yeah after the shacks take out the tower in general we deploy somewhere around three to four iterons that warp in and out to each uh module unanchor it and and haul it back uh so we really prefer doing pauses where they've clustered the modules close together as opposed to the cloud deployment which is way more annoying to uh to clean up after but then you typically have whole control while while you're doing this yes yeah yeah okay uh let's see did i miss any uh, any questions can we get his z kill i want to see what he's been killing no i'm i'm, I'm guessing that answer is no we'll think about it <laughs> <laughs> If so, you can find it on our Discord. Here's a, here's a link. Um, if there's interest in going into greater depth on like the, the methodologies that we think make the most sense for doing this, we'd be very happy to create some YouTube content or, or some video walkthroughs to really explain how, uh, how we do this step by step so other people can replicate it if folks are interested in that. Yeah, if you guys, uh, Tony is on obviously on our uh, on our Discord, and he has got the title of Oz Tank alumni, so you, he's easy to find and go uh, and mm -hmm. and message him if you're interested in this stuff, uh, especially if you want to see YouTube videos and let him know that there's an an interest out there. Cool. All right. Anything else? You, you're gonna. Uh, oh, I have I have a uh, a question, and that is, um, so is is this for you like um. Like a, a, do you have a regular night where you go out? Like, is this like scheduled or is it more like opportunistic? Oh, we found something. When's everyone free? Let's schedule it. So, you know, just, I'm always interested in, in, in the, in the, what the play styles are that, that people have, you know, and, and, and a lot of content in wormholes is very time intensive. And this sounds like a very interesting, um, kind of opportunity that you can schedule. <laughs> is that true? Uh, to a degree, yeah. I mean, one of the things that surprised us is kind of one of the most valuable lessons learned that we had is that the most important uh, decision point in this whole operation was deciding when to say no. Mm -hmm. uh, you you come along a, across a whole bunch of maybes, and it may be uh, it's a system that has too many uh, 
uh, high class wormhole connections or it's uh, too much active PVP or the, the ROI is, is not quite right and, and being very selective in, in choosing your target has, has been a big thing. So in terms of when those uh, wormhole connections arise is when we would identify something that could be good and then we would have you know 24 hours or less to actually move on that and harvest it and, and take it down. Yeah, nice. Cool. And how long so, do you think you're going to be doing this? I think we're we're going to continue this. <laughs> it's kind of a special interest group in our in our court. We will just continue doing this. Um, now that we're not doing it with a primary profit motive, uh, we'll we'll switch back a bit more to uh, the the annoyance motivation that we started with this, <laughs> where we'll be uh, you know also taking out pause sticks that don't have any associated anchored modules and, and hence an ROI, but are just junk out there in space. So we'll, we'll pivot a bit more to a uh, cleanup crew and, and probably split it between making money and, and cleaning stuff up. Mm -hmm. And in terms of the impact that the Oz tank has had, it's more more like speed, right? You were able to 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 get started quicker with the fleet that you had because I mean you, you have a profitable activity here, so you you would have gotten there eventually without us, right? It was a huge acceleration to get that 10 billion injection. Yeah, absolutely. To be able to go out there uh, and start this with a fleet of Lashaks made made a big difference. If we'd had to step that up and fund it iteratively with the profits it generated, it would have taken a, a much longer period of time to get the capital together to field a fleet of that cost. Mm -hmm. So there was and, and is, is your team doing like like are they in it for the for the money or for the for the fun, like I'm sure everyone has their own motivations, but on average, yeah, I think everybody has their own motivations. I mean, we we debated doing a slide on on ISK per hour breakdown, mm -hmm. uh, and ultimately, you know, we, we all felt that that's just a dumb metric, and we didn't want to mm -hmm. promote that kind of thinking. <laughs> but some yeah. of the things that we about, like, you know, if, if you look at stuff that folks do in, in EVE Online, like Rampage, and if you look at um, TurboFeed, and, you know, these are really prominent corps, very, very high skill people. You know, wormhole corps will go out there and, and roll their hole looking for PvP combat for three hours and get nothing. Or you'll, you'll watch Briskruball sit there with a mining fleet for three hours, mm -hmm. pointing a, a flashy light at a rock. And it's like, you know, people do what they want to do. <laughs> you know, do what do what you're enjoying and, and do what's fun and don't worry so much about about isk per hour you know sometimes you get nothing sometimes you get a lot if you're enjoying it go for it and uh you know pointing lashaks at a pause tower and harvesting modules uh we were of the view should not be considered less boring than taking a hulk and pointing mining lasers at a rock yeah no i get it i mean uh is is per hour is is, is definitely overrated and if you have an activity that is that is fun to do with a good group of people, then it's, um, you know, and it gives a little bit of ISK on the, in the end, then that's, that's probably a, a fantastic combination. Cool. Tony, thanks for, for stopping by again. Uh, it's, it's always a pleasure talking to you. So, um, do, do come back, do, do post updates, uh, even, even if you're keeping your profits, um, just, you know, very, very interested to see how, how your project is going. Awesome. Thanks much. Good luck. Perfect. Thank you. Bye. All right. Very cool. Let's see here. We're going to do that. And I'm going to hide the presentation or rather we're going to go over here. AFK writing is the most fun activity as you can play games that aren't Eve. <laughs> ah, that's, yeah, you know, that sometimes that is true. Sometimes that is true. Um, okay. We're going to, we're going to get the Pew's moves in here. He's been patiently waiting.
don't know if you're there already, Puse, uh, Puse Moose. Are you there? I'm here. You are. Perfect. How are you? I am. I'm good, thank you. How are you? Good, good. Uh, I'm guessing you're not on, on cam, right? I will just keep you on audio, right? No, I can share you a spreadsheet if you want to see a nice spreadsheet. Oh, nice. Uh, <laughs> let, let's see. Do you have a, do you have a video a ninja link or how do you want to share it? Uh, it'll have to be Discord, I think. I can uh, if you if you if you share it, uh, I can probably just drag it in here. Uh, so let's try that. Do you have the right um, permissions to do so? I don't think so. It's not letting me stream now. Ah, okay. Uh, I don't know if I can give you those. Well, how about you start? Um, I'll I'll figure that out, and you can start by uh, telling everyone what your uh, your initial idea was, or rather, I mean, you 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 were a little bit of a special case, so you can explain that. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. So um, our project isn't much of a project in that it's just uh, funding for fa uh, faction warfare, uh, specifically Caldari faction warfare. Oz made the uh, questionable decision of investing in uh, Galente <laughs> FW a while ago. And uh, felt guilty and decided to slink some risk towards Caldari as well. Um, so we took an investment of about 15 billion isk uh, from investors uh, to buy us ships, give us SRP, that sort of thing. Uh, and since then, we've been converting that into assets. We've been going out, using it, losing it, uh, getting some kills along the way. Um, so I'll give you some stats to begin with. Uh, since the investment, which was about three months ago now, we've destroyed about 6.4 billion isk uh, to a loss of about 3.8 billion isk. So nice. about 66% more destroyed than we've lost. Um, these aren't exact numbers because I don't track every single fleet that we do. These are just no. not like, you know, larger ones. And that's in, in, what, um, uh, in, what, uh, in what time period? So that's over three months. So we're averaging about 2 nice. billion isk a month at the moment. Uh, that's normally uh, two or three fleets uh, a month, I'd say. Um, nice. Overall, from that 15 billion isk that was invested, uh, probably 60% of it has been converted into assets now um, with that 3.8 billion lost, of course. So we have ships. We don't really have enough people to use them. So if you want to do some faction warfare, Starline Enterprises is recruiting. But it's been great fun. Um, we recruited about four new people into the corp off of the Oztank initially. Um, so we took some time to train them up in uh, just some small frigates. We invested a bunch of ISK um, unwisely into more brawly ships, uh, quickly realized that when we use those, we get outnumbered quite quickly. So we swapped tactics over to the more small gang, nano gang, uh, kitey bullshit things, which we've been having a decent amount of, of uh, success with so far. And uh, the 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 most recent, I mean, since you're since you're out there in in faction warfare, what's uh, I think in in between this investment and now we've had uh, we've had an expansion focusing on on the pirate faction. So how has that impacted your your gameplay? I'm 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 pres presumably uh, extensively, right? Yeah. So we've been uh, enjoying havoc quite a lot actually. Uh, the insurgency has spawned, I think three times basically on top of our home system and it's actually great to just be able to undock nice. and instantly get combat um it's seen a rise in us using t2 ships again as well um because the plexes are less likely to be gated just a navy so we've used some of that investment isk to get us some assault uh frigates and assault cruisers as well uh which we've been uh using quite a lot 
it's been great fun. We've got some some lovely kills off of uh, Havoc as well. Nice. You should be able to share your screen now. So if you want to share that uh, that spreadsheet, then uh, let's see. Let me know when it's working. Then I can know uh, if if and when it's working. No, doesn't seem to have to let me. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, um, uh, we can uh, we can do that last time. Uh, then tell us what's uh, what's what's on the spreadsheet. What what were you going to show show us? Oh, this is this is basically just these stats I just talked about. Okay. Um, a couple of nice graphs of those stats, effectively. Um, but yeah. So uh, tell us about your usual uh, usual content. I I uh, I heard you uh, on declarations of war the other week mm-hmm. i think right in, in december uh, sometime with another one of our uh, alumni uh Feruzen, who created the the, the bounty hunting uh, i i tried to get him on to the show but he said um you know it's, it's kind of uh, grinded to a halt the, the whole bounty hunting system mm-hmm. uh, can you give us your perspective on that so i absolutely adored the bounty hunting system um fortunately between real life and uh running the uh, fw corp I have little time to actually go and hunt people. Um, I'm quite sad to see it. Um, I believe he's stopped it officially now. I'm quite sad to see it go because it was a great idea. And uh, as when it was working, it was working really well. Um, people just seem to have not had them enough time, I think, to be able to engage with it whilst also doing their normal play styles. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think it's 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 really dependent on some people doing bounty hunting full time. So for those of you that don't, that that didn't hear the initial pitch so uh, Faruzan basically created a bounty hunting system that you know th- that ccp used to uh have have in game in, in some capacity not not as as intricate but uh it was there was uh, removed and ever since then there wasn't really a- any sort of working bounty hunting system and it seems like for about you know five or six months Faruzan uh and his um on his discord server had it figured out he had a system that a lot of people when he first pitched it on the Oz tank were very critical about and now um you know it it was in november december it had its uh, its high time and it was uh, working and 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 since then uh, it must have just you know as as Pius is saying it if if people aren't doing it full time then it's going to be very difficult to to keep something up because without targets there's no hunters and without without hunters there's no no platform so that's really uh, really sad to see but Pius, you were top top dog for a month or so right i think i was uh, top dog for a couple of months there and then nice. i was unseated from about zero to two billion isk in one night um <laughs> by azulthar uh, so that was i was a bit annoyed at that but it was great to see um all those things dying all those kill mails popping up so yeah yeah really uh that's that that's really sad but so what's um uh you're saying you're focusing more on uh, on, on on corp management so um how much how much isk did we give you i don't remember so 15 billion from the oz tank was uh invested in us nice and uh, would you say you've, uh, you've you've spent all that you're 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 saving some up like what's uh, what's your funding situation like right now yeah so we've got about 5 billion liquid left um and then probably another 5 six i'd say in assets um fitted ships effectively that we had out during fleets uh sitting there uh we're losing it at a steady rate um probably like 1.2 billion per month maybe <laughs> uh, depending on the bad days uh we had one where we lost about 1.2 in a day uh the other day so that was cool but then 
literally yesterday we killed almost super leonisk in a night so ups and downs swings and roundabouts um that should keep us going for another couple of months but if anybody is wanting to invest in caldari faction warfare style end phrases <laughs> nice nice yeah um what's your what's your usual when you're when you're not getting money from your from the all tank what uh, what does a you know you're you're more like a small medium faction warfare group right what what's your typical income source um it's basically donations from members um we've mm -hmm. got a lot well a few committed members uh who have their own uh, incomes and will decide to give some for the good of the group we're effectively communists <laughs> much to the chagrin of one of our us uh members but yeah um kind donations from our members mostly keep us going yeah because i mean it's it's interesting right we typically uh if you if you're looking at at null or you're looking at uh, wormhole space uh, typically in in a corp you have a, a balance and an opportunity to make isk and then also spend isk and destroy uh, destroy fleets in faction warfare if everyone's just doing faction warfare um then really all they all you can do is uh, what you can run faction warfare missions or or lp and or or plexus that's that's your main uh income source mm -hmm. in fw itself right yeah so the main income would be lp um in starline we tend to um go more for combat rather than running plexes uh we don't really like sitting for 20 minutes in a plex shooting a rat that much we like to move around and shoot people um but our Historically, our LP tax has also been low because I'd rather the players get the uh, LP themselves and then decide whether they want to get that back into corp. Um, we've raised it a bit recently just to keep that uh, higher level of SRP going. Um, but yeah, most of it goes back to the players. Yeah, and I guess it doesn't really matter, right? If you if you leave the LP with the players, then they're going to, if they're having fun, they're going to spend it on corp activities, right? Because that's exactly. that's what they like to do. I, I'm yeah. not a I'm not a big fan of of, of centralizing uh, taxes, but then again, I'm not you know I'm not running a, a an active corp. So nice. So what's your um uh what's your outlook like? How many members do you have? You said you 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 recruited four via the the Austin presentation, but what's your like typical active player base? So I think we've got about sixteen enlisted members at the moment. Of those, about seven I'd say are like properly fully active. Um, we average about five people on fleets uh, for the uh, you know the mainline Friday ones, and then probably two to four on weekday ones. Uh, unfortunately, we will have quite busy real life uh, lives, so we yeah. do what we can when we can. Nice, but that, that, so you're 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 one of the smaller Kaldari FW corps, then presumably. Yeah, we're we're tiny compared to say uh, UCSC or Calcif or something like that. But we're doing our best. <laughs> nice. And Zagwella here in chat, he's one he's he's still in your corp. Yep, Zag's still there. We've still got uh, both fins. Both fins. So uh, the the odds, Pius, the odds of um me meeting those two in Reykjavik at FanFest, um that that and then being in a very tiny corp, um, you guys got I don't I don't know, I don't know if I want to call it luck, but uh, that was that was quite a coincidence. <laughs> well, I will say, as I explained in the, uh, the initial presentation, it was slightly planned out to go and get some uh, get some investment from the tycoons. Yeah, uh, they were pre-briefed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
All right. So, um, uh, yeah. Anything, uh, anything else interesting going on that you want to want to share? Um, overall, I just say we're looking for new members. If you want to do some small gang stuff, uh, look us up in game Starline Enterprises. Um, if you want to sort of try hard in the moment, but then laugh about it afterwards when it all goes horrendously wrong, um, we might be the call for you. Uh, um, uh, talking of FanFest, you will probably see five or six of us at FanFest in 2025. Uh, we'll go out for a drink. Nice. Yes, I, I did see your core members drink. That's, uh, that's <laughs> something I did, I did see. All right. Perfect. Uh, Puse, thanks for, for stopping by. and. Uh, um, you know we're we're looking forward to to corp updates in the uh, in the in the project update channel on our discord i always love to read those and i know there's a, a bunch of others that are that are subscribed to those updates cool well thank you for having me cool all right see ya goodbye all right i have no one else waiting in the uh, in the in the channel so i don't i don't know if mifune actually made it uh let's see if mifune is out there hold on Ah, okay. So uh, we've still got Zeroke coming in. There he is. Perfect. Okay. Zeroke, are you there? Hey. Hey. Oh, can you say something? I think you might be a little bit quiet and I need to turn up your volume. How about this? I'm going to keep talking until you yeah. happy with me. I'll turn you. I will turn you up. Perfect. All right. Um, thanks for joining us. How are you doing? I'm good, thanks. I just need to turn your stream off because I'm struggling to hear you but i'm okay now i've just done that um, yeah i've just dm'd you uh one of those links for uh screen share perfect i'm pulling it up right now while i pull that up uh why don't you uh give everyone that uh, maybe didn't see your initial pitch an idea of what you pitched yeah thanks so i'm um somebody who does a lot of work with the university and the fc team there the aim of that fc team is to teach people how to do pvp fleet command uh, right from their very first fleet all the way through to perhaps running battle cruiser fleets and maybe other things like small gang. We have always had um, varying interest, degrees of interest and types of interest in the offer that we have. Uh, we were facing, when I came on the show, quite a significant um, need for, to improve our doctrine offers so that we could feel stronger doctrines, so that we could uh, allow our junior FCs and, and others to field bigger ships because um, we were under a lot of pressure from different groups that wanted content from us, but of a, a more sort of intense and significant nature than, than our FCs were used to. So we came on the show and we asked for um, 20 billion isk really for, for to cover the cost of losing one of those uh, battle cruiser, full battle cruiser fleets that we might field. And also um, we were looking to specialize some of our offer as well around PVP so that we could teach people things like uh, bushing and blops, um, loggy rolls and different things. Uh, and using an additional, I think we ended up with another 6.8 billion from you for, for those sorts of things. And in total, yeah, it was 26.8 billion that you gave us. And yeah, I'll talk about what we've done with it and what we've achieved and what we, uh, what we had to pivot onto because of, you know, Eve is a changing thing, right? Nice. Yeah, and I, I, I thought of you this week because I listened to the Declarations of War episode, the most recent one where you explained what happened to your wormhole campus. And I, um, you know, I, I, I felt for you. I've been, been evicted before and it's, it's never nice. Yes, the members uh, definitely 
will be, you know, appreciative to hear that because it's, it's hit them quite hard. But uh, I'm sure they're going to bounce back, and we'll talk a little bit about some of that as we as we go on. I'm wondering if the video is going to work for you. It's I don't know if the bitrate will work, but we'll see, right? We'll see. Yeah, I've uh, we can see it now on uh, on screen, so you can try to try to play it. Let's see. Let's see what happens. So what Does this it have is, sound? Is no, um, okay. it's, too, yeah. it's too much to do that. So yeah. I'm just going to let it play. It's um, it's 16 minutes long. If we need to speed it up, right, we will. <laughs> but um, what it is, is basically a selection of clips of um, things that I'm going to talk to you about. So I'm just going to, if it's okay, just talk over the video. Please. So essentially what you're seeing now is um, down in uh, Syndicate, in, in NPC Null space, there's uh, some EVE University presence there that has been there for a long time. And we had some um, people come in and try to, you know, get content from us, which in Nullsec means they come and deploy structures in your space. They come to, um, you know, harass your miners, your your uh, fleets and different things. And this is us now successfully managing to blow up some of the invaders, uh, little structures they put down and things um, using different types of fleets. And we had to be crafty because uh, they were using a lot of capital ships against us. I say a lot, right? Uh, in the um, Nullsec sphere, uh, they, they were using a tiny amount of capitals, really. But for our little, you know, new bro, uh, new player corporation, really, it was a lot, um, even if it was only four or five. So we used different types of ships. We used uh, we, everything you've seen, really, is basically relatively new FCs, apart from one or two clips where the, the FCs are a bit more experienced. And, you know, those FCs and those members, you know, basically get out in space and... Um, blowing stuff up now we we had to think about using the battle cruiser fleets for a lot of these but in the end the way it turned out um the situation kind of changed and we ended up using other things so with this particular um set of structure destruction we uh, ended up using a, a new doctrine that we were able to come up with on the fly um, and dig out to the archives so to speak and because of different fundings and things, we were able to just get on with it. And this now is us um, not being successful defending one of the structures that we owned uh, because this is snuffed out to bring in some um, capital ships of their own uh, to, to destroy one of the structures. So I thought I'd just add in a little bit of, you know, it doesn't always work out uh, as well as um, this was a bit of fun that we were able, again, to afford just because, you know, we had a bit of extra freedom and a bit of extra risk. So more learning for the members. And again, there's a bit more of the same, but what have we got here? So this now is us um, doing some small gang stuff. Because we'd sorted out the Nullsec situation, we were able to concentrate a bit more on teaching people small gang FC in. And this is us in fraternity space, messing about with quite a significant large fleet down there with a small gang of ships that are kitey. So they try to stay at range and not get caught. And they try to pick off targets of opportunity. These are sort of more advanced PvP techniques that you want to try and teach players because it's really exciting and really engaging, right? If you can get people doing these things where they're piloting their own ship and they're not just anchoring on the FC, they really get into EVE. They really enjoy it. So again, this is us basically surviving against fraternities, capital ships there, and cyclone fleet issues, lachesises, and, and uh, um, different ships that would normally catch you. And being able to sort of get one or two kills and then and then kind of run away and as this video goes on you'll see like us coming back and forth so is this like would you categorize this as uh, as as training or like yes absolutely yeah. everything you see now is us during the engagements we're talking people through what's happening we review these videos afterwards as well so i'll stream them and i'll show 
you know, everyone will talk to about the engagements and we'll say, look at this ship and look at that ship. We could have done this. We could have done that. And all of Eve Uni's fleets really are very much broken down into step by step. This is why we use this ship. This is why you're flying that. And um, we use these as opportunities to yeah, teach people. So this is us running away now. <laughs> yeah, the training, I mean, it it is quite intense, really, I think, for, for especially for brand new players, right? This now is the next level up. You know, a lot of our fleets are, which we'll come on to, a bit more basic and straightforward, the Merlin fleets and things. But this is a, this was something that we were doing then as an intermediate stopgap because the other stuff had dried up a bit. So it'll it'll move on to other sort of small gangs that engagements. And these small gang engagements are um, probably, I, I think, I'm maybe I'm biased, probably the most fun of all of the the different types of fleets and. We definitely see a bigger retention of uh, new players when they get into this stuff. You know, right now they're, they're shooting a golem, which they don't kill, right? We don't kill it, but um, it's just exciting to try and kill a marauder with tiny cheap ships. But in yeah, what are you flying support. here? So, um, oh, we've just switched again. So these would be things like small battle cruisers, a T1 battle cruisers, maybe a navy battle cruiser, some um, one T2 logy ship, and then tackle basically. And you give up the ships, uh, or do you do SRP? Um, uh, uh, about half the ships end up getting thrown uh, at people. Here, here's a ship, and then um, the other half tend to be SRP'd if people die. But we try not to die, you know. We do try our best not to. This is us now engaging with um, a larger group. Okay, we've just switched to something that I wasn't expecting. I'm just going to pause it. And so, you're, um, it looks like you're quadruple boxing, though. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um i'm trying not to show off no i i'm not very good at it so again i'm training myself right i'm trying to train myself the monkey box and, and help <laughs> but you're so, in this in case people are wondering this is evo preview with um with four clients running right yeah this particular one now is just three uh i've switched to th this is a different clip so, so this is a three one uh, on this one I'll, I, I oh there's a good opportunity to tell a story here right so um we we just saw us go from thera where you allowed us to have a corp office because you funded us to have a corp office in Thera. We mm -hmm. moved from Thera into a wormhole and it was um, it was in Delve. So the FC said, okay, let's go to Delve. Now, if anyone doesn't know, Delve is where the goons live. And I didn't realize at the time, but we, we get through the wormhole and it literally collapses behind us, right? So if I just go back, you'll just see um, the, the clip transitions to this clip and you'll just see the wormhole here. There's the wormhole. And it, it'll just collapse now, <laughs> trapping us in goon space. Now, not only does it trap us in goon space, but we're literally next door to one DQ. Mm -hmm. So we're inside nice. the, the goon pocket where like, there's no escape, right? <laughs> like you can't get out. So, um, oh, what do we do now? So what we end up doing is, uh, again, this is some of those, um, those small gang kind of skills we're talking about, right? We end up trying to run for it, um, trying to get out through one DQ, out of the pocket, and then, in, and then we'll try and escape some other way, right? So we warp to the 1DQ gate because we've got a scout and everything's okay. But as we're in warp, the scout says, oh my God, there's a huge fleet the other side of this gate. Everyone's going to die. So we land on the gate and our FC, who's, you know, been doing this, this small gang stuff a little bit and is, you know, getting good at it. He tells us to align to the encounter surveillance system, the ESS, because that's where we can try and survive. We can try and kite out these, these goons. And what happens is they, they start tackling us on the gate. So we align to the uh, encounter surveillance system, and because of um, you know some of those things we're trying to do, we do the double boosh, which takes us 200 kilometers off the gate. There it goes, 
and then we we kill the slasher that uh, they've they're trying to use to tackle us escaping the gate camp there escaping all the ships that are coming through and then we warp to the ess and then you'll see now this clip um i don't know if it's in sync with my voice but what will happen next is mm-hmm. uh we'll end up landing on the ess and then we'll end up um we'll end up going up in space and just basically running away uh, from this huge fleet that comes in in a moment. Uh, here it comes. Uh, this huge goon fleet comes in trying trying to... Uh, this is what happens if you ever um, filament in or uh, wormhole into the back door of, of goon space. They, they come mm-hmm. at you. They, there's no uh, no mercy whatsoever. It, basically, um, roaming gangs are not welcome in goon space, uh, which is quite funny. And then um, the next thing that comes up is something we did with the Feroxes, right? Because again, like the whole point of this was we were trying to teach people to use the Ferox fleet uh, because at the time we needed it, even though that need has dissipated, um, we needed it at the time. So we set something up with Noir. Um, Noir were looking to practice a new doctrine. Um, so we, we without uh, the practice server now, the, what do you call it, singularity server, mm-hmm. um, people ha- can't really practice stuff. So we set up um, an engagement with them. So this is the Ferox fleet now. We we minimized the numbers to, a, a, like, we kind of planned the numbers so that it was, a, you know, a fun engagement for both sides, um, but also a practical, from from a, from a sort of pragmatic standpoint, we wanted it to be an effective test of their new doctrine. Um, so this is us now practicing the aligning and, and anchoring and things, and I'm doing my best to give you some decent uh, screens of, of, you know, what nice. the fleet looks like in space. And then in a moment, we'll transition to the fight that we had with Noir, um, something we discussed on the Declarations of War podcast as well. Um, and, you know, the FC that, that ran this fleet um, has done one or two Ferox fleets before, but it was another opportunity to have people in the command channel, teaching them how to do it, uh, you know, just generally having people in multiple roles. And then this is us now engaging with Noir, having that skirmish with them. They had a battlecruiser fleet. We had a battlecruiser fleet. This was This is quite a typical um, kind of, scenario where say noir are slightly well relatively outnumbered um definitely you know a situation they are quite familiar with perhaps this would be a typical you know defense of a, a structure kind of scenario you know where they face in say 40 feroxes uh, or a size fleet feroxes of that nature and uh, they've got their cyclone fleets and trying to mitigate against our damage and stuff and then we've got our tackle trying to use bubbles to slow them down in this case rather than stop them warping off um, various things to sort of, uh, you know, then, then obviously everyone has to follow broadcasts. This is more of your traditional anchor up, um, you know, have multiple roles, uh, lots of uh, lots of opportunities for learning. So we did this. This is probably the best thing we did with the Ferox fleet the entire time that um, since we spoke last, really. How many Ferroxes is this? Um, like I, 30? I, we were looking for about 30 Ferroxes, yeah, and about, you know, then the Logi to go with it and the Hugins. All right, um, so that's that's not that expensive. No, no, no. But again, you know, we we weren't looking to lose the whole thing. But if we did, we did, right? And that was one of the benefits of this was we could do this without fear of, you know, the uni being bankrupt or whatever. <laughs> but no, we we did well. We did well. We didn't really lose anything really of significant uh, value. So, so then, what if, um, what if you? Uh, uh, in in terms of the the wormhole campus uh incident right um yeah is this something now where like do you have a funding issue now that that happened or is it more like a morale issue 
yeah, it's more of um, what do we do next? Uh, mm-hmm. it, it, one of the weaknesses of EVE Uni is that it focuses on new players uh, from day one kind of players. And only, say, 5 or 10% of its efforts are in the more complex stuff. So it's slow to make decisions on what to do next. So really, that's where the, the sort of... It's not really about funding at this point. It's more about, you know, what do they do next? Um, where do they want to set up a Wormel campus? What's it going to look like? That's going to take a bit of time to, to work out, really. Um, nice. But the other thing that, uh, you know, we found was, you know, after the release of the uh, expansion and the video from um, Frederick Nudson, mm-hmm. we, we had a flood of new players. And these players can't fly in Feroxes yet. They can't fly in the small gang stuff yet. They they can only really do Merlins, right? Which is a frigate that we use for teaching new FCs mainly. So in a moment, we're going to move on to the Merlin fleets we've been running. Um, I actually think that's good news, Zirog. You know, I, I, I talk to way too many new players that are like, oh, I want to, you know, buy skill injectors to inject into this ship, that ship, and they've been playing for like two or three days. And I just think that is so unhealthy, you know? It is, it, go and learn Go and learn the game before you actually spend huge amounts of money or ISCO, but however you got that stuff, because that's the best part of the game. You know, I to me, to me, I not, not, not to everyone, surely, but that part of the game where you you actually skill into new ships you're happy to gain new skills to upgrade your ship i mean isn't that 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 always the, the best part of, of of most of most games but you know so we're trying to send that message right that you don't need billions of isk to do this um so we yeah. use the merlins because the merlins they cost about two million three million for the fitted ship they've almost fully srp'd um the logi is a, is the same about four or five million you can get a t2 version if you've been playing the game longer for about six or seven maybe ten million depending on what you're doing and we take huge numbers of these merlins out right because when you take a merlin fleet out 45 people 50 people will join and they'll do it every single day three or four times a day so then we get people saying well i'm only a month in this game i've been playing this game a month um but can I run these Merlin fleets? It, it seems pretty straightforward. And that's when we can say absolutely yes. Um, so this is the Merlins now in, in Brave's space. This was a brand new FC. who had been playing the game for less than a month. And, you know, you can just throw these Merlins at things. And on this particular occasion, um, Brave responded quite harshly to our presence in their space shooting their Ansiblex. And they sent one of their main FCs and a broadsword in, broadsword in to tackle us. And we ended up... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, killing the broadsword and uh, all dying in, in, in a glorious battle. Um, this inspired a lot of people, right, to, to do more. So we did more Merlin fleets. And on this particular Merlin fleet, we came across a Phoenix Navy issue floating about in space. And I don't know if you can see the text, but there's, there's genuinely is a Phoenix Navy issue there, just sort of, uh, you know, the faction dread, just sort of sitting there um, near the gate, trying to kill our Merlins. Um, and there's other ships around. There's a Golem here that we try and kill first. And this new FC is is doing very well at, you know, avoiding the smart bomb damage by telling people to turn their micro drives off and, you know, warping the fleet off when the damage is getting too harsh and we're not killing the golem. But the story continues, right? We'd, we'd roamed from Thera because of the corp office again. So we were near Thera and we put some feelers out there to people that live in Thera and we said, you know, we've got this Phoenix Navy issue a few jumps from Thera. Um, 
is quite entertained by our presence here. Um, so we start playing about with this this group here, and we start playing about with the Phoenix Navy. Um, it gets a few kills at some point soon. We try and kill stuff. We don't get any kills at this point, right? They're just soaking up our, our ships. And, and um, you know, the FC is doing extremely well here to, to keep this thing entertained while we might have backup come in. And this goes on for ages, right? It's about a 45-minute, 50-minute engagement. But I've, I'm just sort of put the highlights in for you here. And in the end, <laughs> about half the fleet is dead, right? And um, the FC ends up dying as well, sadly. So the, a couple of us were, were sort of more experienced, sort of able to take over. And we say, right, let's keep this thing entertained for as long as we can. So this Phoenix Navy issue sticks around, it sticks around, it sticks around. Eventually it takes this gate that it's been kind of sitting on for ages. And as it's taking the gate, in comes some assistance to help us to tackle it from Thera. And then we get to the gate uh, pretty soon. And then we, we go through the gate. We tackle it the other side. We keep it tackled for about 10 or 15 minutes, the other side of the gate. And then suddenly the, the cavalry comes in from behind. So you just, that's what you're about to see now. So I think this is the point where, um, yeah, we walked to the gate. The Phoenix Navy issue has gone through. He was quite happy to fight us at this point. So you're about to see the bunch of Merlins, you know, get one over on a 10 billion-esque um, nice. Phoenix Navy issue, which is the kind of moral of the story, right? This is what we were saying, you know, you, you don't need millions of skill, well, hundreds of millions of skill points or, or ISK or whatever. So look at the amount of fun you can have in this game just by being in a, a starter ship, really, almost. Um, and then the players, you know, they, those that died either reshipped in Thera because we had the corp office there, or because we were in NPC space, some of them um, went and bought some ships uh, in the NPC stations in, in Naltec as well. And uh, yeah, the, the people who live in Thera were quite happy to come along here and um, they were quite impressed that we'd managed to keep this Phoenix Navy issue entertained and tackled for what was about 40 minutes. Nice. Here they come. Yeah, so th that was that one. Um, I, sadly, you don't really get and to see it And that FC was only been playing for a month. That's, that's impressive. Yeah, th yeah, this particular FC on this one had been playing a bit longer. Um, but he'd only been FC in for a short time, yeah. So th mm. they were kind of flipping between different different things. Yeah. Um, so there's Grunt Kado now turning up to help us kill this thing. And then it dies. And then about a week later, um, one of our directors who who's doesn't really FC a lot, right? So he's kind of learning to FC as well, even though he's a director of the call. Um, he's on a roam and we take we take things out with him and we see another Phoenix Navy issue on our, on our um, small ship frigate uh, roam. And yeah, we end up, we end up uh, having the same situation happen because again, we'd gone from Thera. So uh, yeah, a lot of fun. Two Phoenix Navy issues have died. Lots of Merlin fleets. We ended up um, with the loot from one of the Merlin fleets, we ended up, the FC wanted to donate, like it was, it was, it was a billion-esque module in there. So he wanted to donate like a billion-esque of Merlins for free use. And something fascinating happened in December. He ran this event with his billion-esque of Merlins where even though the core pays SRP and, and the cost to members for doing a Merlin fleet is very small, the FCs are always quite nervous if they've never done it before. They're always quite nervous um like losing everyone's ships it seems mm -hmm. to be a bit of a barrier so because on these particular fleets what uh, francie his name is he called them merry merlins um because of francie's merry merlins which were free because of the loot um we suddenly had more volunteers from people that had never fc'd before 
and Francie, you know, taught that because he'd been the one with the with the kill. He taught them the ropes and he got them going, and it was so successful that because you know we had the the Aussisk lying around, we put a further chunk of isk into it, and we had even more of these things over Christmas. And I'll just bring down this sort of the spreadsheet now of um, you know where we're at with what I've spent, right? Because I kind of basically ended up spending stuff that I wasn't uh, planning because I didn't end up using uh, the, the we didn't end up doing the battle cruiser fleets, right? But I didn't want mm -hmm. the isk just sitting there. So we yeah. ended up. I've got. I've got thirteen. Can you zoom there. in a little bit? I'll try. Yeah. Thank you. So yeah, what did I give him in the end? I think we spent another one and a half and a bit. So two two point six billion isk in Merlins, which have all been blown up by FCs that have never done it before. I think again because of that like influx of brand new players that we had around the expansion and around the down the rabbit hole, we just wanted to capitalize on that. And yeah, we've we've had loads of new fcs there there was um th this is some of the feedback we had this was oh a little just a little graph of feedback we had back in this was october's time period and there were 107 responses to our fc feedback form and generally you know generally things were quite positive nice. and in the following month we ended up with double the amount of responses to our feedback form which indicates a significant uptake and increase in the amount of fleets people were running right it's not scientific because it could just be that the the there were more people on the fleets as well or you know the the, the feedback course, form was yeah. shared more rigorously but yeah we ended up with tons of stuff going on um and the activity just really just continued to go up and up we did have a little um dip then over christmas and perhaps in part due to the eviction but yeah the numbers wise we spent um We've spent essentially half of the ISK. Um, there's a, literally today now a, a six billion ISK order for the blob stuff has gone in because we we want to do some stuff with the blobs in Wormall space in particular. And I was going to mention what maybe I was thinking of doing with the other 13.3 billion if we're not going to end up using it for the Feroxes so much. Because Remind if, me again, how much do, how much did you get from us? 26.8. That's That's a good chunk. Yeah, so we've gone through quite a lot of it. And, and you know, a lot of this isn't stuff that's blown up. It's stuff that we still have. Like yeah. the Blops order, the 6 billion, that's just going to be sat there. Um, that's ships and stuff, you know. And um, the Theracorp office runs for another eight months or so. So that, that nice. cost has been offset there. Yeah. Um, and there's some of these Thera ships are still alive in Thera as well. So there's it's not that we've blown up 13 and a half billion. It's more like... About half of it we've blown up. So a quarter of the initial investment has been exploded. But uh, the content has been quite significant. You're, you're, you're free to do whatever you want. When you can explode the 26 billion. It's, 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 left, our, <laughs> it's left our wallet. Um, but, you know, I, I see a few people mentioning in chat, you know, let's give them more money. So if, uh, uh, if and when it runs out, well, I, hope, I hope we see you back on the, on the show because um, I th I, of course, I think people are, are always eager to, uh, to, to support EVUNI and especially now after the eviction. I mean, I don't, you know, I, I only, the, the politics behind it, the only thing I followed was the, that Declarations of War uh, episode. So that was mainly um, the way that you explained it, right? But it's, um, it, it breaks my heart a little bit. You know, it's it's uh, especially especially because you had your fleet uh, stolen uh, or your your ships stolen before, so you you were severely hampered in in the defense that you could muster, right? That's correct. Yeah, I mean, 
as I said on the declarations of war, right, even if the, the defense fleet was there, the opposition did such a good job of controlling the hole and entrances to the hole that we couldn't even get shuttles in effectively. Um, but, you know, it certainly took the wind out of our sails when that uh, went. And I think that it would have been a very much more fun engagement from our point of view and a, and a much better opportunity for us to, you know, do some fun things and learning opportunities if we'd been able to to put the full Ferox fleet to use in the hole, which we had there. It was sitting there waiting and it just got taken away. Um, and, and towards the end, you know, I did manage to get about 40 people in. So I think we, at the very end, you know, so I think we would have had a good chance of, of pushing them off on one of the big timers. And, and if they were persistent, they probably would have continued and, and they probably would have managed to evict us anyway, right? I mean, I don't think that that was the, the only thing but uh yeah i i think on the wormhole front right what we've learned and what i've learned is you know you can't make fcs live in a wormhole if they don't want to um so you end up in a situation where you know the fcs tend to go where they float around the place and it's like this in a lot of groups right the, the fcs will go where the fun is and they'll they'll move about you can't force them to live in the wormhole you can't make them live with all the wormhole people that dedicate their, their game time to that yeah. So I'm trying to think of ways of getting of getting the FCs involved in more complex wormhole stuff so that I me and people other people that like to teach people to FC we can teach them how to do real sort of wormhole PVP um and it might involve doing it somewhere other than Eve Uni's wormhole campus because I don't. I don't think that's going to be sufficient. You know, I, I definitely people will do the PvP stuff in in Eve Uni's Wormhole Campus, wherever it may be in the future. Hopefully, quite soon. But I think for me to really get them to the next level, like we were trying to do with the Feroxes in Nolsec, I think we need to expose them to the net, like more PvP focused Wormholers that can uh, really show them, you know, some more advanced stuff. And I've got some connections and friends and. I've got some of my own stuff that I do outside of Eve Uni, and I think we're going to try and come up with some opportunities, basically to say to FCs, look, come with us tonight now. Three or four of you come with us tonight. We're going to show you some stuff. And here's some ships, because you can't expect these people to have ships stocked up in the wormhole all the time um, of their own, or bring them in on the on the day, because the, the situation changes dynamically, and you know, they, really, they're just supposed to bring a shuttle. So if we can use some of this ISK to, to basically have a a bit of, of some ships ready in, in wormhole space for them and they can turn up and we can teach them stuff in the wormhole. That, that's what I'm tempted to do with it. Uh, but yeah, if the offer is there to sort of come back, if the money runs out, if we do need those Feroxes again, you know, and, and then the situation changes, then that gives me a bit more security to try and just do do what I can with the money and, you know, do the best thing with it really, depending on the fluidity of the situation. Yeah, sure, sure. And if if you're looking, um, I mean, it sounds like you're you know you're set with, with with connections and your own network. But if you need any help on that that end, I'm happy to support us uh, as well. Uh, I think Much overall, you know, I'd, I'd love to see I'd love to see an Eve Uni cont, uh, 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 campus return to to Wormholes. I mean, that'd be I think I think it's it's supposed to be there. Yeah, and you know maybe they would come to you separately to me and say we would like to do this specific thing but I, I don't think that's necessarily needed i think they've got enough as a group they've got wormholes are quite lucrative right if you if you do the the, the stuff in the wormhole and you you then 
divert those uh, funds back into the wormhole, you can you can do a lot with what you make in the wormhole. It's just about deciding what to do with it. Uh, so I don't think they would need that, but they might. Uh, they might have their own ideas, and, and it might be slightly different to the things I'm talking. Yeah, no, I don't think I don't think the problem is making money in the wormhole. I think it's the problem that you said before. You need enough PvP-minded people to defend that thing if somebody comes yeah. comes knocking. And even then, some groups are going to come that you will not be able to defend against. And that's just just the way it is. I think if the most important thing is that a they defend and b they they are they expect to be evicted at some point because that's going to happen. It's always going to happen at some point. Yes. Cool. Well, Zero, thank you so much for, for stopping by, for giving us an, uh, an update. It looks like you're, um, you still have some money left, um, but uh, when, you, when you do run out, please, please do come back. Kroda, I see Kroda already in chat uh, up for giving, giving more money. So, um, you know, we're always looking for ideas. Uh, do come back and uh, great job on declarations of war. I, I listen all the time. Hey, if you guys uh, in chat, if you are not listening to declarations of war yet, uh, it's um, Eve's longest running podcast, if I can believe the intro. Uh, so uh, go go check it out. It's um, it's fun stuff. It's from a it's from a, a mercenary perspective, but it's really um, you know it's really interesting for for anyone playing playing Eve. So. Good, good job on that, Zero. And if you're not going to plug it, I will. You, you were nominated for one of our Black Mark Awards, right? And the voting is open right now. Um, All right, it's open. Yeah, go, yeah. go do that. I, I, I was surprised. Was, <laughs> I mean, I just want to mention one other as well. One of our best FCs, Clarity, who's done so much of this stuff uh, with players and teaching them. He's been nominated for FC of the Year. So I just want to plug that because I think, you know, he's a worthy person to consider voting for nice do you have a do you have a link a link for me um so, I do. so that i, will, I can I put in that link. i can put in chat uh if you send it to me then uh, i am going to put it in chat so people can vote thank you very much cool thanks uh, uh and see you see you around thank you bye-bye cool all right now i'm hoping that zero will send me the the link there yeah so declarations of war is um, a very cool uh, very cool podcast if you if you like podcasts and you like eve then i uh, hope you you listen to it i think they have a website too oh there we go the black mark awards putting this in chat you can go there and vote uh, it's basically uh, you know eve eve awards that uh, declarations of war host there is a section on there for what am I there? Uh, the best guest on the podcast. And yeah, uh, I, Jintan and I are, um, are, are both nominated there. So go, go and vote for whoever you think was the better guest. Is it on Spotify? I imagine so. I listen, I listen to it on Pocket Casts, but uh, it's probably on Spotify. I would guess so. Um, if somebody can answer that question, uh, I, I, I don't like using Spotify for podcasts, but, uh, why I'm, I'm sure it will be cool. I'll give you a trillion isk if you find a wormhole I'm not in. All right. <laughs> yes. We're talking about seeding that, seeding that wormhole. All right. Let me turn that music back on here. All right. I think, uh, oh, so Trader Boy, uh, congratulations. Oh, actually, I'm going to turn that music back off here. Uh, Trader Boy, congratulations uh, on winning that raffle. There's a bunch of people that have been winning raffles as we have these, um, as we've had these interviews. So 
um, go uh, if you've won a raffle then send me a message either on discord or on twitch and i will send you a game code after the show um, you get a code for a three-day omega code and 50 plex that is equivalent to the weekend fleet pack now uh, let me put a last call out there for alumni. If you're an, an Oz Tank alumni and you wanted to present an, a, an update, right now is your chance. And if you don't speak up, then I am going to move on to another part of the show. Just checked. It's on Spotify. Thank you, Luca, for answering your own question. Yeah, go check that out. Declarations of War. If you, I, I imagine if you like podcasts and Eve, then you should be listening to it. And while you're on there, make sure you subscribe to the Oz Report, which is my podcast. I upload the Oz Report, which is the weekly market update and the monthly economic report and the Oz Tank episodes. I, I upload them all as podcasts as well. So if you don't want to sit there and watch them on YouTube or live on Twitch, then you can listen to them on your way to work or pushing a pram or whatever it is that you do when you listen podcasts. I love podcasts, so uh, I absolutely uh, am a fan. And I listen to, I think every podcast that there is in eve online um if you know of any podcast that you like that you think i might not be listening to then please uh put it in chat or uh, put it on discord so where do you get the time where do i get the time to listen to podcasts i listen to them when i fall asleep i listen to them in the car so on my commute to work i listen to uh to to podcasts and uh sometimes also listen to them when i'm uh, just you know watching my kids cooking i mean yeah and uh, working out i work out three times a week and that's when i listen to podcasts so yeah the pews moose in the loo that's right crota watches uh, youtube on strangenet yeah, strange net on YouTube. You mean Crota? <laughs> I've wa I've I've watched a bit of uh, Strange Net uh, as well since you told me uh, about him. Um, okay, looks like looks like the Austin alumni show is over. Um, so that's uh, that was three very very awesome updates uh, i think thank you so much for everyone who showed up today make sure you um uh, you 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 visit our discord here's a link to that as well trader boy 86 thank you for the sub appreciate it my man um and um yeah make sure you uh you you come come there and if, if you want isk you know all you have to do is go to the idea submission channel on our discord and put in a, a an idea the ideas for this for the podcast or for the sorry for the oz tank thinking about podcast now the ideas for the oz tank they don't have to um you know return an roi like tony you can totally be like eve uni and just you know uh take take isk from us to teach new players to create content in eve online or just to do something fun overall um and so you know go submit those ideas we're missing like three or four ideas good ideas to to run the next oz tank episode and uh when we've uh, when we have those together then we're going to i'm i'm assuming run that mid to end february all right we're going to uh, return to the regular stream and then uh, see you guys in the oz tank next month